0: You're listening to Your Highest Self Podcast, episode 58. Today we're going to talk about how to be mentally stronger. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in your mind and doing it with me today. If you are new to the show, welcome. My name is Shanae. I'm your host. And if you are a returning loyal listener, hello again. Love you. Um, So like I said, my name is Shanae. I'm a former WBFF bikini pro and a former fitness and nutrition coach turned master life coach. I'm obsessed with helping you on your journey to your highest self and doing so by balancing our mind, our body and our heart and working on our personal development, growing from the inside out. In this show, I'll teach you how to go from a self-conscious nobody to a self-confident leader in your life and business. And if you're like, but I'm not a leader. Yes, you are. I promise you are. (laughs) Um, So today we're going to talk about mental toughness and um, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm Always excited to talk about every single topic, but this one is um, I think not enough people talk about mental toughness and like what it is and how do we get it and how do we acquire it. Um, You know, resiliency. I mean, there's a great book called Grit that's all what this is, Um, but it is the key ingredient to your success. So, in the pursuit of your goals or building your business, we're going to need to lean into a what I call a well of positive self-discipline. And today, I'm going to teach you how to build your own. So how to build your own well of self-discipline um, and how we can really lean into that. So tune in today, and we're going to talk about what the difference between positive and negative self-discipline is, the four characteristics of mentally tough people, and how to create your own well of positive self-discipline. So let's get into it. Um, before we get into the meat of the content, I think you guys are know you you know what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say, come and hang out with me inside Mindset Makeover, which is my monthly membership community um, mindset community where we take everything you learn on the podcast and we put it into action with a monthly coaching theme as well as journal prompts, a book club, and just an all-around amazing community. Oh, I also have another announcement. Um, If you are interested in learning more about what your passions and your purpose are, I have a free five-day journaling challenge that's happening this week. So it starts on Wednesday, August 26th. I totally forgot to put this in my show notes. Um, But yeah, come and join me for that. So it's totally free. It's going to be on Instagram as well as email. And every single day, I'm going to email you a brand new journal prompt. And I'm going to take you on a five-day journey of um, developing, or not developing, but like uncovering what your passions and your purpose are. We're going to do a little bit of healing and we're also going to do some action and mindset work. So it's going to be an amazing five days. Um, The registration link will be down in the show notes. All you have to do is put your name and email and then all the details will be emailed to you. And then you'll get the prompts delivered to your email every single day as well as over on Instagram, depending on if you want to take those five days off social media and just really intentionally pour into yourself. Um, This challenge is for any of you who feel a little bit lost where like you don't quite know what your passion is, you don't quite know what your purpose is, or maybe you do know but you don't think that you might be good enough for it or it seems very out of reach, very um, like your dreams are too big, come and hang out with me. I will teach you that your dreams are not too big and teach you how to heal limiting beliefs so that you can step into your purpose and do what your life's work is. So excited. So um, again, that starts on August 26th five days. And then afterwards, um, of course you should come and join Mindset Makeover where the work is going to continue with September's coaching theme, which is on passions and purpose. So super excited. Okay, now let's get into it. Let's talk about mental toughness. Um, in a word, mental toughness, it's resiliency. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. I think it's one of the bonus episodes where I talked about choosing calm over chaos. Um, Having resiliency is having the capacity to bounce back from trials and tribulations and knowing you can do so. I think that last part is key. It's self belief, it's knowing that you can do whatever you put your heart and your mind to. No one is born with more resiliency than others. The people who have more resiliency practice pushing themselves out of their comfort zone more. They've experienced more failures and because of that, they've had more experience bouncing back. So if you never push push yourself outside of your comfort zone, you never experience failure and you never practice kind of like getting back on the horse, then your resiliency muscle is going to be quite small. So um, as you go through life, you'll continue to not push yourself. You'll continue to stay in your comfort zone and it gets really, really hard. And then that's when the limiting belief in that false story sets into her head of... I don't ever try, or um, I, I don't want to try because I don't know what it's going to look like on the other side of it, right? Like not being able to control the outcome, or I'm not good enough and I can't put myself out there. And every time I try, I fail. But you've never even tried in the first place, right? So the execution side of mental toughness is, is positive self discipline. It is going to take self discipline to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. It is going to take self-discipline to do the things that you know are good for you that maybe you don't want to do. Maybe you don't want to meditate or do breath work, but you know that is what you need to grow. That's like the next layer of your healing, of your self-growth journey is learning how to be in stillness, but you don't have the positive self-discipline to do it. Um, the execution of that is going to be mental toughness. So this is why mental toughness is so important. It's not just about having resiliency. It's not just about believing in yourself and pushing through despite, you know, fear and and everything, but it's also required to reach our goals. Um, Discipline is not a dirty word. Discipline is the highest form of self-love, but it's only the highest form of self-love when it's positive self-discipline. In case you didn't know, I come from a background of a military family, so I'm very well acquainted with discipline. Um, I'm very well acquainted with negative discipline and um, what that is. So negative self-discipline is when you force yourself to do something and the results of that, like the cons. Okay, so the result, so you force yourself to do something and you get that result. The cons of that result outweigh the pro example, forcing yourself to work out when you are so tired. Sometimes the result of that is good and sometimes the result of that is bad. Sometimes the um, pro will outweigh the cons when you force yourself because then afterwards you feel energized, you feel amazing, and you're like, oh, I'm so happy I pushed myself to do this. Sometimes it doesn't feel like that and you feel even more tired and then you're even harder on yourself and you didn't recover well because you haven't taken a resting in 10 days and you just force yourself to work out because you're trying to manipulate how you look. So you can see how the result of that, the cons outweigh the pros. So that's the difference between positive self-discipline and negative self-discipline. When you have positive self-discipline, your actions are coming from love. Okay, We always make decisions either out of love or fear. So if you're making a decision out of love, I love my body and I want to move it. I love having my me time and decompressing and pouring into my self-care. So even though I'm extra tired, I am going to go push myself to just do this walk and then I feel better afterwards. When we make a decision out of fear, it's I'm scared I'm going to gain weight. I don't want to be fat because then people aren't going to accept me. That is making a decision out of fear. So I'm going to force myself to work out. I'm going to force myself to do this. Okay. Another example, creating content. I talk about (laughs) creating content with my clients all the time. So creating content out of love and positive self-discipline looks like I have this amazing information I want to share and I want to connect with my audience and I want to impart this knowledge and this wisdom on them. Like this information changed my life and I want to share it with you. So I'm going to create this content for you, for you and I to connect on that. Creating content out of fear looks like if I don't create content, then the algorithm isn't gonna like me. Then I'm gonna lose my followers. People aren't gonna be invested in me. People are gonna think I'm flaky. So I force myself to create content. See the difference there? Huge difference. Positive self discipline comes from love, and negative self discipline comes from fear. So I think that when you have a habit of forcing yourself and only using negative self-discipline, that's when then you create like a negative connotation with what discipline is. So then down the line, you think to yourself, well, what's the use of pushing myself so hard to meet this goal? What's the use of, what's the use of it if I'm always going to feel crappy? Okay. Um, which like I I would feel crappy too. And I've been there, done that, felt terrible for a long time. Um, so using positive self-discipline and starting to, create that mental toughness for ourselves and starting to get mentally stronger from that well of positive self-discipline is actually going to make it so much easier for you to reach your goals in the long run because it's so much more sustainable. Any goal worth achieving is going to be hard. I'm just going to tell you. I have like a twofold opinion on this because on one hand, I believe that life gets to be easy. It really does. And this is a new belief for me that I've really stepped into this summer. I've taken a huge step back from overcompensating and um, forcing myself to work more than I want to. And I've adopted this new belief that everything gets to be easy because I make it really hard on myself (laughs) and I don't need to. But on the other hand, just because something gets to be easy doesn't mean that it won't also be hard. So what I mean by hard is uh, not physically hard, but sometimes it's going to be emotionally and mentally hard. It can be physically really easy to do. Like example, creating content, physically easy to do. It's not hard to get on Canva, type a couple words, make a caption and post it. What is hard is Overcoming that fear of being seen, overcoming the fear of not being accepted, overcoming the fear of someone not understanding what you're going to say and being misunderstood, right? So, mentally and emotionally, it's hard to do that task, but physically, it's easy. Now, this is where mental toughness gets really important because any goal worth achieving is going to be hard. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to, um, Yeah, work on those beliefs, work on those fears. You are going to feel the fear and take action anyway. Okay, Um, building a business doing self-development, personal growth, becoming your best self is going to force you to push yourself outside of your comfort zone, hands down all the time. And every single time you take a step outside of your comfort zone, what happens is your shadows are triggered, shadows are activated. So working through your shadows while simultaneously um, exposing yourself to the world uh, can oftentimes feel you make you feel very vulnerable and like you're not good enough. And mental toughness is going to be that fuel that drives us forward despite the fear and despite the self-doubt. But again, we want to use the positive self-discipline mental toughness versus the negative self-discipline mental toughness. So it is going to take some awareness on your part to check in with yourself and be like, okay, I don't want to do this thing. Am I making this decision out of love or am I making it out of fear? Okay, I'm making it out of love okay, awesome. Now, what is the fear that is creating this resistance for me and how can I move forward? Okay. So how do we acquire (laughs) all this stuff? Like I said, in the very beginning, it's a skill. None of us were born with it. I'm pretty sure. Um, but we can hone this skill over the years. I've been working on my mental toughness for a very long time. I think it first started with when I was in, um, when I was nine years old in the young Marines at boot camp, I was the only girl and I had drill instructors and they were yelling at me and I had to really dig deep and find like the positive self-discipline to keep showing up to boot camp every single week, um, you know, despite getting yelled at, despite, um, weathering, uh, really intense, um, exercise regimens that we had back then, um. For like the young marine stuff, the boot camp, they're actually really hard on you. Um, and then moving into being a professional competitor, I had to really use the mental toughness and find positive self discipline. Side note: sometimes with competing, it became negative self discipline, and, and that's what fueled body image dysmorphia and the food problems afterwards. Um, this is a tangent, but I I felt as if the clients who I coached. When they were doing their competition from a place of love and they were using positive self discipline, they actually didn't struggle with food and body image after. It was the clients who were using negative self discipline, and myself, when I tapped into my negative self discipline, the ramifications of the of that were the body and the food stuff. So that is a tangent. That's a really good side note, though. I should probably do an episode on that, even though I don't really talk about body and food as much anymore. Um, so anyhow, we want to acquire this skill and it's mental. It's not physical. Like I said, it's learning to, um, it's it's learning to make yourself feel safe so that you can push yourself outside of your comfort zone. So how how do we do it? There are four characteristics that I have seen in my clients and myself, in um, my mentors, the people who I admire and stalk and, and binge all their <laughs> all their content. Um, and that first one is optimism. They are optimistic. So. Mentally tough people, mentally strong people are optimistic. This is not the same as false positivity. So false positivity is not being realistic with what's happening in the world. It's um, posting, I think I use this example all the time, but it's posting a photo of you um, and, you know, splashing a smile on your face and be like, oh my God, I just had a leg day and I feel so much better that is false positivity. Optimism is is opposite. Optimism is being able to identify that where you are right now is not where you want to be. So maybe you feel a little sad. Maybe you feel like crap. Maybe you are not feeling good about yourself, not feeling so hot. Maybe your business has plateaued and you're not sure what you want to do but you have optimism, you have a positive outlook on the future that you can create your own path. So my favorite mantra for this, I give you guys mantras all the time, um, but this one is from my husband. My husband is amazing. Um, He always tells me, hope for the best, but expect the worst. And in the beginning I thought that was kind of negative. I was like, hope for the worst, really? Or hope for the best, but expect the worst? And now hindsight, I can see that I used to have false positivity. I used to just hope that everything and expect everything to be good, despite where I was at. Or um, another way to kind of look at this is that when you don't have your expectation set and you're in false positivity um, and you're not being realistic and objective and, and you set yourself up for an emotional hangover um, when we do that when we have false positivity and we're not optimistic we have emotional rigidity meaning that if it's not good then it's bad we don't make space for the, the worst to come in so then we're not able to adapt when things change which leads me to characteristic number two. Mentally tough people are adaptable. That means that we pivot when necessary. So we're optimistic and adaptable. Like we hope for the best, expect the worst. Okay. The worst happened. This didn't work out the way it needed to. I need more time. Let me pivot. Let me adapt versus let me just quit because it didn't happen the way I wanted it to. So, when we are adaptable, we pivot when necessary. We see obstacles as opportunities. And your perspective is literally going to shape your life. So if you cannot see the opportunity in something or if you don't give yourself the opportunity to pivot and to be like, okay, like these things need to get off my plate and then I need to do this and I'm going to do that versus this and I'm just going to let that go. Right. I hope for the best, but the worst came. So let me pivot. Um, Then we're going to quit. And the more that you learn to pivot, the more adaptable you learn to become, then the more tougher you become, the stronger you become. Little things like, someone not signing up for your program doesn't make you quit and close your car early true story i like i think it was the second launch of one of my group fitness programs i was crying because only and i have only in air quotes two people signed up and then one person i won a free month or like she won the program for free and i remember crying to my husband and he was like Shane, like, you need to be adaptable. <laughs> you need to be optimistic. And um, I was like, you know, a very new entrepreneur, very emotional person. And so um, I cry all the time. But that was one of my key. Looking back hindsight now, that was a, a big moment for me in business because I could have quit. I could have just been like, you know what, not enough people signed up or, um, that false positivity of, I really want a 10 and because only two or three signed up, then I'm not going to do it. It's not what I wanted it to be. Um, I, I could have gone that route, but I adapted. I said, okay, three is perfect. Three is exactly what I, what, um, I was, you know, expecting or hoping. And I gave that group program everything I had, um, And the positive thing that came out of that was actually... Um, Because it was only three people, I could give them a little bit more one-on-one attention. And when I filmed the weekly nutrition modules, um, because no one could be on live, they became like courses. And I was able to take those videos and use them as my onboarding process. So I I repurposed um, some of that content and it made my coaching programs 10 times better for my future one-on-one clients. And I think it was like four months Five months after that is when my coaching business exploded, and I got like 30 new clients in a matter of months. So, be adaptable, pivot like obstacles or opportunities, and train yourself to start to see things in that light. Number three mentally tough people have positive self discipline. So, like I was saying earlier, when we make our disciplined choices out of love that's what creates positive self-discipline. So remember that keeping promises to yourself is a form and an act of self-love. It's the highest form of self-love. There is an amazing book called Untamed by Glennon Doyle and she and it has an excerpt, (laughs) can't talk today, uh, excerpt of her talking to her daughter Tracy and she was saying, um, her daughter was like, oh well I don't you know, my brother wants me to pay for that play for that club team, but uh, I don't really want to. And she was like, "Okay, then don't do it. And she was like, well, I'm afraid to let him down and disappoint him. And what she told her daughter was, Tracy, you're number one and I'm Quoting this all wrong. I'm paraphrasing here, but she was like, Your number one thing in life should be to never disappoint yourself. Even if that means disappointing me, never ever disappoint yourself. And that was life changing for me. I was like, Oh my God, that makes so much sense. I've spent my life like people pleasing and, um, at a risk of disappointing others, I would disappoint myself first. And you can see how that really quickly deteriorates your self-worth and your self-love. So, when we have this positive self-discipline, when we start to make choices out of love and not fear and really keep our promises to ourselves, then we start to build upon our self-love. It's the foundation of our lives. So, a couple like quick tips on like the positive self-discipline. I have I have a big tip for you later, but um is one checking in with yourself. Am I making this choice out of love or fear? If I were making this choice out of love, what is going to be my result? And what are the pros and cons? You know, weigh them out. And if I were to make this choice out of fear, what would be the result? Look at the pros and cons. Um, Again, this is just an act of awareness. It's an act of consciousness. It's being able to respond in situations versus react. And all of this, that is again, its own little skill. Okay, number four, mentally tough people have the tools to process their emotions. No one is immune to overwhelm. I mean, (laughs) no one, literally no one. I don't care how evolved or spiritual you are. No one is immune to overwhelm. It happens. So those who are mentally tough, though, rarely let themselves be overrun with emotion. Okay, so even though no one is immune to it, it's going to happen, uh, when you have mental toughness, when you have resiliency, you're able to kind of catch yourself in that moment, and you're able to respond. Like I said, versus react. Um, it's being able to make choices from a calm, objective state versus like from your emotions. And I would actually invite you to go look at your human design. You should go listen to that episode with Aaron Claire Jones if you haven't to learn more about like what your are you a decision, an emotional decision maker, are you a sacral decision maker, and, and- and see what your inner authority is. And if you are an emotional decision maker, this is so important for you to ride the wave of emotion and like let the positives come down and let the negatives come back up to neutral and then make your decision from there. Um, number two on that is having the awareness to recognize when your emotions are high. um, We all know and sometimes we ignore it, right? And so have that awareness and then make that commitment to yourself again to process them versus making decisions from that place. So if you want to learn, I won't go into it today, but if you do want to learn how to process your emotions, I have an episode on that. I'm believe it's called feeling your feelings again it was the bonus episode that i did for covid um i did two bonus episodes back in march um calm over chaos that's building resiliency and then um I, I think so i think there was a different episode i did about those building resiliency actually now that i think about it um but the feeling your feelings one i walk you through i think three or four steps on how to physically process your emotions Okay, so last but not least, how do we create our own well of positive self-discipline? This is my favorite because it's a tangible thing that you can see. So you're going to go and get yourself a clear glass container Um, it could be a mason jar, it could be a little bowl. You don't want it to be huge, um, but just a clear glass container. And then you're going to get some glass river rocks. I actually ordered some as a gift for my client and they got sent to my house, not her house. Um, So I will show it to you. Uh, Actually, no, I'm not going to get up. Uh, But glass river rocks, aquarium rocks, they're like these little stones. Um, And then from there, what we're going to do is we're going to identify something you want to track. So maybe you want to track a promise. So if you've made a promise to yourself to journal. Every single time you journal and you complete the task, you're going to put a rock in your glass jar. And this is going to sh- visually show you, this is going to be your bank of evidence of you keeping that promise to yourself of your positive self-discipline. Yeah. You can also do this with habits. If there's a habit you want to track, like you're journaling every single time you journal, you put the little rock in. So even though you miss a couple days, you look at your glass container and you're like, wow, look at all those days that I did keep up with it. What happens a lot of times why we quit is because, um, we don't realize like how much we have done. And if we're not perfect with things, then we tend to throw in the towel, right? It's like that all or nothing mentality. Um, the last thing that you can track as like a positive self-discipline, um, is an experience. So I often have my clients do this. Um, it's really not positive self-discipline, but I, I still wanted to tell you about it in case this is something that you're struggling with. But for instance, I had a client who, um, did not ever think positive about herself and, and what she did with work and really had a huge imposter syndrome. So every single time she got a compliment from a coworker, she would um, add to her glass jar. The What I had her do was write, physically write down what that compliment was on a little piece of paper and then add it into her glass jar um, so that she could see like, wow, look at all these positive experiences that my coworkers have had with me or clients have had with me and that eased her imposter syndrome and got her to believe in herself a little bit more. So um, that is your well of positive self-discipline. Again, it's a physical reminder of what you completed and what you've done and all the promises you kept to yourself. Because... Girlfriend, there are gonna be self date, self days, some days that your self doubt comes in. There are gonna be some days when everything feels just a little bit too tough, and you feel like your voice is getting lost in the void, and you're like, "Who am I to do this? I'm not good enough. I'm my program doesn't matter. It does matter, and the world needs you. There are clients out there. There are people out there who need your gift. They need what your purpose is. Like they need you. They They need you and so they need you to show up so let's start to build this well of positive self-discipline for yourself so you can work through these fears the fear of not being accepted the fear of not being liked the fear of not being good enough those fears are real they're not going anywhere no matter what state of business you get to so let's create this well of positive self-discipline for you so that you can get mentally stronger to push through those blocks yeah okay cool Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm, you know, just love you guys so much. I have the next like 10 episodes of this podcast laid out. Um, Super excited. Next week, we're going to talk about how to not care what people think about you. um, More so talking about people's opinions. So how to overcome other people's opinions about you. We're also going to talk more about fears, like the fear of not being accepted. And um, if you have any topic requests, just shoot me an email or a DM, and I always love hearing your feedback, and I and I love it when you send me like really long DMs and voice notes, just sharing your story, I love hearing your story, so don't hesitate to reach out to me, that's it from me today, um, when you make your well of positive self-discipline, please tag me, post it on stories, I want to see, and that's it. All right. Love you guys. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Don't forget to be your highest self. Bye for now.